Hey, business building warrior, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. I'm your temporary host for today. I'll only be here for a couple minutes, then I'm going to turn it over to a couple great coaches from our team who have the bulk of the episode today. They're going to have a conversation together about how their businesses came together, how this community has influenced them, and some very specific, powerful tips and popular questions as well that they receive as coaches on our team. You're going to enjoy that content. But I've listened to that episode, and I have a couple observations and a couple of announcements, and then I'm going to turn it over to Brian and Travis to finish out the rest of the show today. You're going to really enjoy this. So a couple things. First, announcements. The Proven Conference. Remember these three words, theprovenconference.com. Get there. Get your tickets for the July 6th through 8th conference. Hundreds of listeners to this podcast. All of the amazing coaches that you've heard on our team interviewed on this show, the coaching students, the hundreds of success stories. That's the kind of people that are coming to this event. If you're trying to get into e-commerce, maybe you're uncertain, this is a great in, and this is a great event for you to attend because it's very newbie friendly. If you've got a lot of momentum, your business is growing and scaling, you love this community, you've benefited from the content and training, you need to be there as well. It's in Columbus, Ohio, July 6th through 8th. The Proven Conference has details. Don't miss it. Okay, about today's episode. The gentlemen you're going to be meeting are two treasured coaches on our team. They're both doing a tremendous job for us. And you're going to enjoy the banter, just the conversation between them. It exposes as well the, so to speak, flywheel of opportunity that this community represents. And what I mean by that is, maybe you're a listener to the podcast right now and you've never bought a course or any content from us. You've never taken coaching or taken the training seriously. You haven't taken action yet. Well, I would say, what are you waiting for? First of all, if you've listened to more than five or 10 episodes of this show, what in the world are you waiting on? Let's go. The future looks bright. But there's a trajectory. There's a predictable path there that many people find themselves on. They listen to this podcast. They end up buying the proven Amazon course. They get into the replens model. Maybe they expand from there into some other models, but they start seeing the incredible success and results, which makes this community very important and special to them, which makes them ask themselves, maybe I could have a leadership role around here. If you weren't aware, there's about a hundred of us in leadership roles serving this community. I'm talking about the coaches, the content creators, the administrators, moderators, support staff, the consultants. There's about a hundred people who serve our clients, our customers in this community and help run my personal Amazon and Walmart and eBay selling businesses. That's a lot of people supporting the listeners to this show, but you could find yourself stepping into that group in one of those roles. Today's guest hosts both stepped into coaching roles and they talk about the history of how that developed over time. Interestingly enough, I don't think this was covered in today's episode. I didn't listen to the whole thing. I listened to most of it. I don't think Travis mentions the fact of of how he and I met, which was I spoke at a men's conference. We both happen to live in the same area. We attend the same church. There was a men's conference that I got to speak at. Well, he was in the audience. That's the first time we'd ever met. He said, hey, I'm going to look into this community. That's a few years ago. He jumped into Amazon, built a robust business. His business is going great. He's a great coach on our team. He works closely with Brian, and they both have helped numerous students build beautiful businesses. So that was our connection. And actually, he mentions at one point the uh, the food pantry that he works in 
And that's the food pantry of the church that I attend. And it so happens that not only Travis, but a couple other folks who run that thing, they also run the warehouse where I do all of my prepping and shipping and the prep center that I run. So it's pretty incredible, pretty close community. You can start to see where some pretty tight relationships form over the years in this business. So if you're not pursuing relationships, why do I say all that? If you're not pursuing relationships with intentionality, you're missing out on a lot of the power of what this community has to offer. In our free Facebook group, there's a link at silentgym.com. One of the features we have, the 72,000 members there, you can get on your desktop computer. It doesn't work necessarily on your smartphone. It's a Facebook feature that works only on desktop assuming you don't have the wrong security features turned on because <laughs> some people it doesn't work for them. Most people it does work. You can see who lives near you from our group and start to form these local friendships and relationships. That's phenomenal. For example, one of the local colleges near us, Travis talks about this a little bit, one of the local small schools near us, they're starting to use some of the proven Amazon course content. We're going to be having classrooms full of people. We're going to be teaching them how to launch a business using e-commerce, using the creative strategies we teach around here. That same content is already used at other universities, if you weren't aware. Missouri State University, for example, for several years has had an entrepreneurship program, and you're required to take several modules from the Proven Amazon course as part of your curriculum and training. We talk about that on the Proven Amazon course website, Proven amazoncourse.com is where you go for that. Three words, provenamazoncourse.com. That's our flagship course that contains all of our Amazon content. It's a library of training. One of the things that uh, I love that Brian said today, I'm just looking over my notes before I turn it over to those guys. He said, "You instead of living a hard life, how about live life hard? And I love that saying. I never actually heard it before. Live life hard, meaning go after those things that you want. Pursue them with diligence. Pursue them with consistency and discipline. And as I heard him say that, the thought I had, and you'll hear him mention it on today's episode, he didn't state it nearly as profoundly as it hit, as it struck me. He just kind of said it in passing. But I love that point because I think you have to make a choice. I think those are your only two options. It's not just, hey, pick one, you know, or there's other options out there. No, th those are the two options. You can live a hard life, it meaning just kind of do what feels good any given day. Ah, I'm not motivated. I think I'll just watch some Netflix, right? The lazy habits we drift into, that's going to impact every area of your life. Or you can live life hard. You can make the tough to sort decisions. Do the things that need done even when you don't feel like it. And that's the path to true freedom. That's the path to do true financial liberty, to health, to better relationships. Doing stuff that needs done, even though you don't feel like it, that's the key to success. Literally every guest we've had on this program who's talked about their successful business has had to make that challenging, that difficult decision that, hey, I'm going to do some of the things that I don't feel like doing today. I'm going to do a lot of things I don't feel like doing every day. So I can enjoy and benefit from the flexibility, freedom, and financial benefits of the machine that gets built. And then later, I'll have the option to spend my time and resources very, very differently than everyone else does. Instead of living a hard life, 
I'm going to live life hard, meaning I'm going to discipline myself to make those difficult decisions. I loved it. I think it would make a great book title. Maybe someone's already written that book. Just a couple of thoughts that I had as I heard the guys talking through their businesses today. Uh, the only other thing I'll point out today is Brian and Travis mentioned the uh, advanced Keepa training. You can get access to that at provenamazoncourse.com slash Keepa, K-E-E-P-A provenamazoncourse.com slash Keepa. I'll stick a link to that along with everything else I discuss in the show notes at silentgym.com. Just go there, click on podcast, click on today's episode. You'll see links to everything they discussed. And please let us know if we miss anything. If we're ever missing a link, please do let us know. Last little challenge. I know I've said that a couple of times, but here's the last thing before I turn over the microphone to, to Brian and Travis for a great conversation. If you're in our community and you're seeing some success, two challenges for you. You're seeing success with the programs that we teach around here. First challenge is, hey, reach out to us. Let us know. We'd love to hear your story and share it on this podcast. That's where the dozens of great interviews come from. There's real people who have bought the Proven Amazon course or jumped into coaching. They've built a beautiful business. Now they're sharing their journey. That's why this is consistently ranked among the top e-commerce podcasts on iTunes in the whole world. Dozens of countries were on the charts. It's amazing seeing the growth of this community. So that's the first challenge. Reach out to us. Let us know if you've got a story to share. The other thing is consider becoming a coach on our team. This is a rapidly growing community. We're serving our students with excellence. We need, always need more coaches. So if you're having success, you've got a teacher's heart, reach out to us, have a conversation with us about that. And one last reminder, be at the Proven Conference. Don't meet, don't miss it because Travis and Brian will be there, the guys you're about to meet, as well as hundreds of other listeners, like I said. All right, let's have a great episode together. Enjoy your time with Travis Sears and Brian Olson. Welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. I'm your co-host, Brian Olson. And I'm flying somewhat solo today. Uh, Rob and Joy's not with us, but we do have a special guest. Today's special guest is Travis Sears. How's it going, Travis? Fantastic, Brian. Good to see you and good to be in the Coach's Corner and Silent Sales Machine Radio. Yes, thank you. I, I'm not sure if I said welcome back to Coach's Corner, but uh, thanks for reminding me that. Uh, good stuff. You know, we don't get an opportunity to chat. Like, we usually have to get on each other's calendars, right? Like, right. Uh, so I know you from going way back. I would say you were one of my early days uh, reactive coaching clients. And I started coaching, I think it was like, fall of 2020. And I was assigned you as a reactive coach and we developed a pretty fast friendship. And And uh, I saw you kind of grow up and, and bloom in this business. And I like to tell the story and take a little bit of praise here that I saw you go from 0 to 10K, not once, but twice. And to me, this is a, a super impressive feat because the amount of work and effort it, gets, it takes to spin that flywheel up Right to get to to the 10k mark in the replens model, it's a fair amount of work. Now, let me just ask you a question: Do you think, for for reasons we'll get into here in a minute, that you had to do it a second time? Do you think it was easier the second time around than it was the first time? Well, to, just to explain a little bit, I did take a job while mm -hmm. I was doing coaching uh, that took up all of my time and basically zapped my business. But that second time around, I had all of the tools that I needed, all of the sourcing tools primarily, mm -hmm. and all of the shopping experience. And I basically cut the amount of time in half that it took me to get to 10K that second time. Okay. And well, do you mind sharing with us? what? How long did that take the first time? About five months. 
And then so you were less than three months the second time around. Yes. That's great. I mean, you can go from zero to 10K in uh, if you've got all the tools, you know what you're doing in less than three months. And that was all because of coaching. All because of coaching. All right. I love yes, that. I know yes. you uh, my, I know you have another... proactive, I have to give a, a bump yeah. to my proactive coaches, yeah. uh, Steve Kelsey Cobal. Uh, they were fantastic also. Absolutely. Yeah. And one of the uh, many people probably don't know this, but behind the scenes in the coaching space, I get to see, we all get to see when we have a shared client like like we did with uh, Travis, we get to see the notes that are being kept kind of behind the scenes. And I was able to keep tabs in a good way on Travis's progress through throughout um, his coaching journey. So a lot of times when we got together for, for a coaching call, um, you were catching me up, but I kind of had a, already a pretty good idea of where you're at. And I know that uh, Steve and Kelsey were, were super helpful um, and um, valuable to you in getting your business spun up. Yes, they were. Well, I was so impressed with your ability to do that 0 to 10K twice that uh, actually I used to brag on you to Rob and Joy all the time. And she, when she joined me in the coaching space, she was like, why don't you see if Travis would be interested in coaching? Because he obviously knows what he's doing. Would he be willing to uh, share that with other people? And of course, we reached out and you were maybe taken a little by surprise, but you were absolutely game. You want to maybe share a little bit about that? Uh, sure, sure. Well, I, I'm based in Indianapolis. And uh, I started coaching in April of 2022. Mm -hmm. And I've been operating my Amazon business since early 2021. And as far as getting into coaching, it was uh, a lot of discussion with my friends here in Indianapolis and my lo local mastermind group. Hey, guys, should I really do this? And the answer was, <laughs> well, yes, you're going to gain so much uh, experience and, and knowledge from working with so many different clients. And the benefits are just multitude. Uh, just being invested in so many people's uh, businesses and, and them kind of being invested in me too. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, partnerships are blooming and I, I just enjoy uh, coaching for just being for the love of people. That, that's, mm -hmm. that's how I put it. I just love people and, and enjoy uh, seeing people to success. That brings up a couple of things for me. One is I remember hearing when I was a young professional that um, if you want to get good at something, teach someone else how to do it. Right? You have to know enough about it to teach someone else to, how to do it. But the truth is that uh, when you're teaching someone else, they're going to have questions that you maybe didn't have during that process that you're going to get asked. And believe it or not, most of the times you know the answer. Right, you or you, you can come to a logical conclusion about what that answer is, and so by training other people on the on the things that you know, you can really fill in a lot of gaps, and you have then build your foundation foundation even better than it was before. Yep, that sounds right, Brian. Okay, all right, good. And then the second thing, if I can remember what it was, it escaped me already. But uh, oh, I know what I was going to say. We get to work with the best coaching clients. I mean, you you mentioned uh, you, you just touched on the fact that you get to help you know people build their business and and there's a benefit that Robin and I talk that that's one of them. But then get to to interact and develop these personal connections with people and see their businesses bloom and see them go from you know I don't know the first thing really about selling on Amazon to I'm you know I don't want to say an expert, but I'm pretty pretty well skilled in this space. It is such a joy to be able to see that. Like, 
like I did with you when you were coming up um, through coaching. And the way we get to see that with uh, the coaching client, all the coaching clients that we work with today, does that give you some reward, some personal reward? Absolutely. That that is just the the ultimate payoff is to see somebody uh, develop and and hit their first 10k and then mm-hmm. hit 15k and then 20k yeah. and it's just amazing and then being able to recommend these clients to Jim as podcast guests yes absolutely i love that part i, I just love that part you know interesting I, when did you sign up for coaching initially i think it was december of 2020 okay december of 2020 and we worked together for a year and a half then before we actually met in person at the most recent Proven Conference. So in the Proven Conference for 2022. Correct. So it's always a little bit strange. I don't know about for you, but it is for me because all I see is like, you know, shoulders up most of the time. And then to walk in and see someone, I'm sure people are surprised at me too. They're probably like, wow, that guy's so short. <laughs> but I, <laughs> people are like, wow, that guy's way taller. That That person's way taller than I thought or... You know, whatever. But uh, I remember that actually getting to see you in person in 3D the first time. How uh, just I don't know, rewarding, blessed I felt about about that whole thing. Oh, that's great! Yeah. I'm glad to be a blessing. <laughs> well, yeah, we we covered a little bit about your your uh, coaching. You're c- coming up through the coaching experience, and now you are actually a coach on the team with with Robin Joy and uh, and me. And so give me maybe a little bit of update about what you're doing these days with your life. Well, to start off with, Brian, I love my life. (laughs) Uh, I'm at about 15 to 20K in sales per month. Mm -hmm. And I'm spending about 24 to 30 hours a week on my business. Okay. Uh, I mean, my, my week includes about eight hours of coaching time. And then the remainder I spend on my charity work. This business is allowing me to have a fully balanced life. I'm investing in my family, my church, my friends, my local Amazon mastermind, my coaching clients, and my special projects. Mm-hmm. I have a very blessed life, and I want that for other people. I couldn't agree with you more. And I and I think if we, me specifically, like as I've as I've gotten older and experienced a little bit more life, I find that just living life to the fullest, living life hard, not living a hard life, but living life hard, right? Being invested in everything that you're doing is so much more rewarding. And Robin and I say that very same thing to each other all the time. We love our lives because we get to do such amazing things like this. I get to have a podcast episode with with Travis and, and with my wife and we get to be guests and we get to coach and we get to have a business and the opportunities and, and the options and the freedom that we have as a result of this business, are really eye-opening for us. Oh, that's wonderful, Brian. I, I'm happy for both of us. <laughs> I know, right? Like, yeah, we're pretty. How lucky are we? How lucky are we? Yeah. <laughs> All right, good. Well, um, you mentioned I don't know special projects. What do you got going on right now? Well, uh, Brian, I serve as the treasurer for Great Harvest Food Pantry in Greenwood, Indiana. Our organization serves about 1,000 families every month. Uh, Just a a great impact uh, in the community. We have all kinds of projects going on that I won't go into, but that is one of the loves of my life. Now, when Uh, you say serve, sorry, when you say serve families, what do you mean? Like you serve food? 
Uh, we give groceries. Okay. Uh, basically, produce, dairy products, chips, bread, <laughs> whatever. Uh, what canned goods, that that kind of stuff. A uh, grocery basket full of stuff every time somebody shows up on Tuesdays and Thursdays at our pantry. Oh, that's great. Okay, so awesome. That, that, that makes me feel great. Wonderful that you get to do stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. So the other thing that I'm working on is with what's called Hope Training Academy and Indiana Wesleyan University. We are developing in-person training based on the proven Amazon course and hoping to bring that live sometime this summer. And if you are interested in the food pantry or this in-person training here in Indianapolis, please reach out to me. Uh, my email address is travis.sears at hotmail.com. And I would love to chat more about these things. Mail, that's like a but throwback. I'll do it right now. I, oh, I'm sorry? It's a hotmail. That's like a throwback. You're really taking me back, man. <laughs> hey, I've, I've had that email address for 20 years. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a Hotmail address at one time and a Yahoo address, but boy, I always wanted the Google address. And when I got it, I just stuck with it. So, Or the Gmail one, I guess. Gmail, well, yeah. Yeah, let's circle back to that Indiana Wesleyan University. Okay, so this is actually re- really interesting because are you talking about taking what you already do with coaching and putting it into a more formal setting? That's essentially what I'm trying to put together okay. is formal in-group uh, coaching and, and have it in person. Uh, basically, what I've learned in the last year of, of coaching compiled up into maybe a two or three month uh, course and uh, meeting with local people who would be interested in learning how to sell as Amazon as either a side hustle or mm-hmm. something to replace their income, mm-hmm. just like you and me. Right. That's super cool. So would this be like considered a college course? That I do not know. Okay. Uh, All right. Interesting. The Hope Training Academy that I'm working with, they primarily deal with digital literacy, uh, teaching people how to use a keyboard because most people only know how to use their phone and they've Mm. never touched keyboard or mouse, believe it or not. Wow. (laughs) Um, and so they're, they're branching out into Amazon with me (laughs) joining their, their team and, uh, seeing if they can insert that as an option for people to possibly lift them out of poverty or Mm -hmm. find somebody who is not happy with their job that would be interested in switching, uh, occupations like we did. Yeah. That's it. Really, is an amazing opportunity when you think about it. You know, Robin's uh, Robin Joy's um, call to action is low, low, high, right? Low risk, lo- uh, low barrier to entry with with a high opportunity for success or high chance for success, and that applies at all levels. Right. Right. Yeah. It, it is a message that appeals to a lot of people. Where you could possibly invest in a new product that you sell in Amazon, like a private label. Mm-hmm. Uh, product, Brian, mm-hmm. to start off with. But the upfront investment on that, the, the upfront advertising, the development is mm-hmm. going to eat you up. <laughs> it's going to eat you alive, mm-hmm. I think. Yep. 
Well, it's the joy of replants, right? Is you you get that uh, the low low high that is you can start with you know very little capital, very little knowledge in truth, just enough to get going, just the just in time knowledge as as Jim calls it, right? Uh, as opposed to the just in case. But yeah, just that's just a I I'm really uh, encouraged by that. It seems like a very tremendous opportunity. I, I definitely want to stay plugged in with you as you're progressing through that. And I meant to mention at the beginning of this. Uh, podcast that this is a great reason why I think you resonate with with your coaching clients is that you know your heart is right here and people can relate to you you're not hiding anything you don't have any uh, ulterior motives um, you're out there helping people out of the goodness of your heart and because of that um, we hear or I saw something on a in the MST group recently about we want Travis on the podcast and so I re- I replied at that to that post I was like oh well ask and you shall receive. And we had a little misfire um, a few days ago. We were trying to get this done. I had some technical challenges, but we're back. And here we are, mission accomplished, right? Yes, yes. So the, the other thing I, I would add to the opportunity at Indiana Wesleyan is this is not unique. A professor at Missouri State University is actually doing this and has been doing this for several, several years already. Okay. So this curriculum is available in kind of an entrepreneurship setting or a class that he's teaching okay, or series of classes that that professor is teaching. We've uh, just got uh, a couple things to work through and then we'll, we'll be up and running, I hope. Okay, excellent. Yes, we'll definitely uh, keep us informed of your progress there. Yes, we'll do. Okay, so you know, you've... I think you've heard Robin and I get on this show and argue uh, before. And not, not that I'm asking you to get into an argument with me, but one of the things that often starts the debates that we're talking about in a good way, of course, it's all yes. in, in good fun, is uh, we frequently will dive into some of the questions that we're getting from our clients. And we try and break it down to its most you know, fundamental level uh, of uh, how to answer those questions Let's dig into some of those questions. I know that you get. We work with a lot of the same um, coaching clients from time to time, so I know you've got a list of questions. What do you want to start out with here? Where do you want to go with this? Sure. So I, I meet probably about five or six times a week with my coaching clients, and I raked through my notes and pulled these questions out. And uh, let's let's talk about these. Okay. The first question that I have is, should I go with a prep center or should I do my own prep and ship? Mm, can and I answer really that? what I'm telling my, <laughs> my clients um, when they ask that question is you should probably start with your own prep and learn the process before engaging a prep center. Mm-hmm. So, so what do you think, Brian? I think I would agree with that whenever possible, right? Can sometimes be challenging to do that if you are overseas, um, where you're not going to have stuff shipped, you know, from the U.S. to Australia back to the U.S. prep center uh, fulfillment centers. But when you do, when you get the opportunity to do that, I agree. I think it's well. I've heard it in the coaching space uh, a lot. It's it's said, do it before you delegate it. Right. I think this applies to the prep. I think it applies to the sourcing and any uh, other parts of the business as well. But. Yes, I agree with that. And I, I'm sure that we're on the same page. But what are some of the reasons that you would give for them doing it themselves before they outsource it? I just think it's valuable to understand how to package things like glass. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how do you 
how do you make sure that something isn't broken well you bubble wrap it you polybag it possibly and you maybe even box it mm-hmm. agreed uh, and so so just just knowing knowing what good good prep is uh is is important Right. Eventually, you're going to outsource that. And you want to ensure that when you're doing a quality check or a quality assurance on uh, on your service, that you know what you're looking for, right? Right. Okay. Good. This uh, is a great question. And I and personally, I, I love to outsource the prep before I outsource any other part of the business because the prep can be one of the most time-sucking parts of, of the business. It can also be a bit cathartic. Like I, there's something about just prepping product that I don't have to think about anything that I can. I, I don't want to say get enjoyment, but I can go sort of unplug for a while and do that. That you know, I don't mind doing the prep. We don't do a lot of it today, quite honestly. And and how much prep are you doing today? I'm doing all my prep, but I'm also letting my wife experience the joy of prep. <laughs> uh, one of one of my favorite things to do when I prep is listen to uh, true crime podcasts. So, okay. Uh, learning about, well, nefarious activities while I am productive. <laughs> Good. I like how you said that, how you phrased that you let your wife experience it. That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, good. All right. Well, what, what's, uh, what's another question you get frequently? Well, no matter how many sourcing methods I try, I am never able to find anything profitable or that I can source? What should I do? Mm, this is a good one. And we hear this one a lot. I see it in uh, just real quick as a, as a quick aside in the MST Facebook group all the time. It seems like every day or multiple times per week anyway, there's like a, uh, someone who's really frustrated like, okay, I've been doing this. I've spent 24 hours on this. I can't find anything that is worth my time to send in and, and test. So how do you answer that with your coaching clients? With my coaching clients, when I hear this, it kind of frustrates me. It, it tells me that I am not doing my job well. Mm-hmm. I, I literally say, time out. Let's get back <laughs> to a sourcing demonstration and get you back on track because mm-hmm. you must be missing some of the fundamentals uh, that we originally taught. And that's that's all it really takes is just walking through and and tweaking a, a few small things. It's not mm-hmm. like a major retooling of, of a tool set. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just probably small things. That's good. I, I'm having a little bit of a deja vu moment. It could be because we actually discussed this the last time we were together. But do you play any musical instruments, Travis? I do not, Brian. But your daughter does? Is that, do I remember correctly? My, my daughters play clarinet and flute, or at least they did when they were in marching band. Okay. But they aren't playing any instruments now because they're in college. Okay. Yeah. And who's got time for instruments when you have all this studying to do, right? Right. Well, where I was going with that is I often equate the sourcing process to like uh, learning to read music and learning a piece of music where you initially you have the music out in front of you or you have your sourcing process clearly outlined and then you think you have it memorized so you so you throw it away or you you stop getting it out and then you go to you know the sourcing process or you're playing the musical piece and if you do that for long enough what you'll find is that you'll actually stray from the original intent or the way it was written 
or you can. It doesn't happen all the time, but you can potentially stray. And that stray can make the music sound a little bit off and, and certainly impact your sourcing uh, success rate. If we missed a step somewhere along the way, even going so far back as to like if we were doing Keepa sourcing, the types of data that we're pulling out of there, the filters that we have set, right? Let's go all the way back to sort of the fundamentals of that, make sure we're doing all that right. Hey, we'll get back to the podcast episode in just a couple moments, but I want to tell you about The Proven Conference. Get over to theprovenconference.com. We're going to be gathering in Columbus, Ohio, July 6th through 8th, 2023. We want you to be there. Hundreds of listeners to this podcast will be there. This is the 11th time that we've done this event. It just keeps getting better every year. If you're brand new, you're going to love this event. If you've been around a while, this is a chance to gather with those great friends that you've come to love from this community. Here's some things we've never done before that you're going to absolutely love about this year's event. Not only is it one of the best room rates we've ever seen, $139 a night for an incredibly beautiful hotel that normally costs $200 per night more than the rate we were able to negotiate. Because the group has grown so large, we're negotiating some great room rates. It's in a beautiful city. Again, theprovenconference.com has details. Here's some of the training sessions that we're going to offer. Of the 40 sessions we're going to do, the breakout sessions, here's some of them that you've never seen before. These ideas should get you excited. You're going to love two or three of these. Check this out. First, we're going to have a buy and hold product for Amazon sellers. It's a product that any of us can easily go buy, hold it for a period of time. It goes up in value very consistently. We're going to teach you how many members of our community are successfully using that buy and hold strategy with some beautiful inventory that's going to blow you away. Any of us can do this. We're going to tell you how to set up a physical location to sell some of your excess inventory. We're going to teach you the basics of setting up a storefront. People walk in, buy your inventory, make it very profitable, how to man it, how to manage it. We've got sellers doing very successfully with it. They're going to teach us how they're doing what they do. We've got a brand new bot strategy for online sourcing, using bots to source profitable inventory online for your replens business. This has never been taught anywhere before. No other course, content, or tool out there does what we're going to show you. You're going to absolutely love learning that. You're going to be exposed to a print-on-demand strategy that many sellers in our community are using with great success right now on a very inexpensive product, very easy to test. For a few hundred dollars, you can test run this concept. And every once in a while, each one of these tests is going to turn into a beautiful opportunity for you. We're going to talk you through how to test small and how to find these beautiful print-on-demand winning products so you can have private label products in your lineup. We're going to teach that at the event. Finally, we're going to talk to you about how to set up a prep center. If you want to attend that breakout session, we need prep centers. All of our international students rely heavily on prep centers. We've got a lot of sellers in our community. They don't want their inventory showing up on their front steps. They want to send it to a prep center. We need more quality prep centers. We're going to train you how to do it. Maybe you take on a handful of clients, provide a valuable service. It's another stream of income. That's just a handful of the more than 40 great breakout sessions we're going to have at this event. And don't worry, if you can't attend all of them, if you get stuck in the hallway talking to friends, that's fine. We're recording professionally all these sessions. You get them all for free as a registered attendee. Even if you can't come, it makes sense to buy registration just so you can get all those videos for free after the event is over. We've got lower registration prices than we had last year. You'd think with inflation, the price of everything's going up. Not so. We're dropping our prices 
get over to theprovenconference.com, see the great prices on this event. You're going to want to be there. Finally, let's talk about the VIP option. You can read this on the sales page, theprovenconference.com. But if you sign up to be a VIP at this event, there's some really cool things you get that we've never done before. We're going to put you into a mastermind group. It's optional, of course. You don't have to do this. But if you want to be part of a mastermind group and hang out with other VIPs who are trying to form a mastermind, we're going to form you into small groups that meet actually at the event and then continue to meet after the event is over on a regular basis. It's optional, but it's a great benefit of doing the VIP option. Lunches are provided on site for a couple of the days that you're there as a VIP. You'll want to take advantage of that. Very great lunches, very conveniently located, meeting with the great coaches and leaders from our team for a nice extended lunch period in a private room. You're going to absolutely want to take advantage of that as a VIP. And of course, as always, early room entry every day so you get the best seats in the house. So VIP is a great investment if you want to get the most out of this event. We do expect VIP to sell out, so don't wait if that's something you're considering. Hey, let's get back to today's podcast episode. But remember, when you're done listening, get over to theprovenconference.com for all details. July 6th through 8th, 2023, we will see you in Columbus, Ohio. Back to the podcast. So you throw it away or you, you stop getting it out. And then you go to you know the sourcing process or you're playing the musical piece. And if you do that for long enough, what you'll find is that you'll actually stray from the original intent or the way it was written, or you can. It doesn't happen all the time, but you can potentially stray. And that stray can make the music sound a little bit off and, and certainly impact your sourcing uh, success rate. If we missed a step somewhere along the way, even going so far back as... To like if we were doing Keepa sourcing, the types of data that we're pulling out of there, the filters that we have set, right? Let's go all the way back to sort of the fundamentals of that, make sure we're doing all that right. Yeah, that sounds totally correct, Brian. So what, when you're doing that with your clients, where do you find or have you found that there's a, you know, a, a relatively common thing that you have to uh, revisit or um, retrain or talk about? I basically go back and I show them literally how I search for product. Okay. I I know how to use Keepa, Mm -hmm. like playing a guitar. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just a matter of going back and showing them step-by-step the fundamentals of using Keepa product search to uh, find the, the products that are profitable. Now, you... Uh, got to be in my early coaching days before I was really doing Keepa sourcing. And I used to teach something different uh, about ways to source product. And, and then it evolved over time for me into this advanced Keepa space, which I shared with you um, at some point. And, and obviously, you, you uh, thought it was valuable, um, which is great. You know, a lot of times it's what you can't see what it is that. You know, like there's this specific shade of green that we're looking for when we're sourcing, as an example or an analogy, and you don't know how to see that color of green yet. So it's about sometimes getting more experience, getting more laps, you know, on, on the track or getting your tires, you know, warmed up or whatever it is um, in the racing world. That it takes a while. You're not going to go out there and run your fastest lap and be the best, you know, that you've ever been on your first lap. It takes a while to learn the track. And know where you tend to slip, and and how you know where you can punch it, and where you get when you got to put on the brakes, and how often you got to come in for a service, 
and things like that. You're not going to get it at that for usually you're not going to get it that first lap around the track. Right. That's right, Brian. And there's where I went off script and lost everybody. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love it. Okay. Uh, Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for humoring me there. One of the questions I get, I'm going to, I'm loading this one up for you here. One of the questions I get often is how do I build my feedbacks? Because I see myself on these listings, but I, but I don't have the buy box. And I think it's because I don't have good seller metrics. Like how do I, how do I build up my feedback score? And um, you've got a, a really cool um, piece of advice here that I'm uh, I'm gonna let you. If I, if I was asking you that, what would you say? Well, Brian, there is a free product that sends feedback solicitation emails for every order that you receive, and it's called Lonesome Labs High Five. And High Five. Uh, is a very simple tool to configure. You load all your products in, you tell it, hey, uh, send an email out for anything that's beyond seven or or five days old or since uh, shipping. And it sends out an email uh, asking for feedback. And because of that, I have more feedback than I had before. Okay. All right. Good. Now, it, yeah, because when in the early days you show up as like just launched, right? It's that label we all hate in the very beginning when we're sitting next to someone with uh, 500, you know, feedbacks or 1500 feedbacks. And there we are in the just launched phase. I would take one review so long as I had a percentage score, if it was good, over just launched any day. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> sounds about right. And then how, how do you, Brian, how do you deal with a one star review. What what would you do if you had that happen to you? Oh, great question. I'm glad you asked. You know, we haven't covered this, <clears throat> Robin and I haven't in in our in any of our episodes so far. So I think there's two things that we do here to to most of the time. Like it's much easier these days. And I say I'm gonna gonna say like in the last 12 to 18 months to get negative reviews scrubbed off than it used to be. It used to be like pulling teeth. It was super painful. But Maybe it's because we learned this trick. The trick is when you get a bad review, you ask Amazon to remove it. And there's like five choices or five criteria that the feedback has to meet for Amazon to remove that, to to strike through or remove the feedback. You have to say, yes, it violates one of these five things, right? Even if it doesn't. That's the Even if it's true. Even if it's true. Even if it's true, right? So you you select that. Right. You select that, and then there's uh, you know fifty percent of the time it's going to be removed just because you asked for it to be removed. If that doesn't work, then here's the trick part of it. What we do is take a picture, a screenshot of that fe- piece of feedback, and I crop it down so it's just the feedback, and I go and reopen that case because what happens is when you request the feedback to be removed, Amazon opens a case on your behalf. And then they have an, a machine, uh, a bot or an AI or whatever, l- review your request. And most of the time, if they deny it, a human has not looked at that request. So when you reopen it and then you attach a picture, now AI is getting better. At some point, they may you know, figure out uh, a way to still not have to put human eyeballs on this. But as of this time, when you attach a picture, it forces a human to look at it. And when you just by getting a human involved, I think they just like they just want to click, okay, as fast as they can, and they'll remove or strike through 
like like I said, a high percentage of the time they will go ahead and remove that. But a couple of things. So the trick is to include a picture, right? The second thing is you have to address that ticket within five days. Like after five days, you can't go back. You'll never be able to get that thing removed. Amazon back in the day used to threaten people with like, we're going to shut down your account if you keep asking us to have this uh, thing removed. They since just drew the line and said like, after five days, we're not even going to answer you, right? You can't even reopen the case. So um, those are my piece of advice. Do you have anything to add to that? Uh, no, that was fantastic, Brian. Uh, <laughs> over and above anything I could have <laughs> said. Oh, uh, okay. You're too kind. Too kind. Okay. Real quick then. I know there's a couple of other things we want to get through here. One of them, I, one of them is fairly basic. Do you want to just take a second? I know we deal with a lot of new, uh, coaching clients that are brand new, right? The brand new ones who just got their account opened or just got out of the boot camp and uh, they've sold a you know a handful of things, but they want to sell all the things. As we know, new sellers are usually um, restricted to a handful of categories. What are they? So this sounds like a pop quiz question. <laughs> those categories are... are- Arts and crafts, mm-hmm. office supplies, home and kitchen, and pet supplies, but not pet food. Oh, I love it. If I had hundreds, $100 bills, I'd come over and smack them down for every right answer that you got there. That's perfect. All perfect. right. Thank you. Thank yes. you, sir. Okay. And then one last thing before we get into the last part of this, which I think is really... Maybe it's not the last part. Sorry. Uh, I'm trying to keep track of kind of... Maybe we have a lightly scripted episode here, but I want to make sure I'm not leaving anything out, which is uh, if you are selling merchant fulfilled items or FBM, fulfillment by merchant, and you want to go on vacation, you absolutely need to do something to your account if you're not going to be there to ship items out merchant fulfilled, correct? Correct. Yeah, what is that? I would recommend zeroing out your FBM inventory while you're away. Mm -hmm. And then... When you come back, put your inventory numbers back into those uh, into the the screen and uh, start it up again. Okay. The other option, though, I've I've heard is that you can put your account on vacation hold. Yes. Is that correct, Brian? So I've heard this, and I've and I've seen the responses that you can just go into vacation mode, and then it won't sell any of your stuff. But I haven't tried it. I haven't tested it. I didn't want to end up in the situation where I maybe missed something. Maybe it was a two-step process and I only did step one and then someone ordered something while I was not able to ship it out for a week. So I, we do exactly what you're talking about, which is we zero out all of our FBM inventory if we are the ones that are shipping it. Now, some, some of our uh, prep and ship places will actually do merchant fulfill for us. So we can keep... some Depending on you know what stuff is for sale, we can keep a lot of that... Uh, listed while even while we're on vacation, which is the joy of having a prep center who will do merchant fulfilled for you. Or if you've got uh, your niece or your cousin or you know your sister-in-law or whatever, um, or your sister or brother who can do that for you while you're out of town, that can help as well. Oh, that's great. So let's just... I think we're getting near, near uh, to a good ending point here, but there's a part of uh, the business building that you brought up that I think is super important. And it's kind of, well, when, how do you stay encouraged? How do you make sure that you're working on the right things in your business? Brian, I I break it into three pieces. Number one, track your time. And then when you're tracking your time, break it out into sourcing, prep, ship, shopping, 
and make sure that you are spending half your time sourcing profitable ASINs. Uh, this is how you grow your business. This is how you keep your business afloat because you are always losing ASINs. I was looking at my ASIN list today and I lost some ASINs and mm-hmm. I was like, well, I guess I need to go back to sourcing. <laughs> so that, that's number one, track your time. Number two, make sure you do one shipment per week. And the reason why I say do one shipment a week is it will stabilize your sales. Uh, I know a lot of my clients look at a sales graph that's going up and down. There'll be a spike because a shipment was received that was shipped two weeks ago. And then all of a sudden that stuff sells out and you bottom out and have no sales. By shipping every week, it, it at least gives you a little more stability and it's a lot more encouraging to see sales on a steady rate rather than have spikes and in, in deep valleys. That's that's number two, ship every week. Number three is track your weekly spending on inventory. And what this does for you is gives you a baseline for growing the amount of inventory that you're shipping. You want to be increasing your spend as you scale up your business. And as you scale up your business, your sales are going to grow. Mm -hmm. And as your sales grow, your profit's going to grow. So that's number three, track your weekly spending. One, track your time. Two, ship each week. And three, track your weekly spending. I love these tips. I think these are really, really good. And I just want to circle back and maybe uh, drive these home a little bit. The first one is you're talking about tracking your time. And when we look for ways to you know, buy back more time in our lives, um, we need to assess where we are spending our time. First of all, where can we get more time back? Just like when we're doing uh, sort of a profitability uh, check or an efficiency check in our business, we need to know the, the different levers that we have that we can pull that will help make us more efficient. How do we decrease our costs in this area, increase our sales price, or what have you? Same thing with time, right? So in the beginning, when we're dealing with brand brand new coaching clients, in the beginning, like 100% of your time is sourcing because you don't have anything else to do. You don't even have any product to send in yet, right? So you're 100% sourcing. And then you start mixing in some of the other parts of the business, the prep, the ship, the, so the inventory management, and the sales management components of the business that that in the beginning, you don't have to spend that much time on. But you always have to be adding ASINs to your list in the replens game. That's just kind of the, the model, isn't it? Right. Yeah, that's correct. And, and it, you know, I don't say this to discourage anyone. Like you can find, you can find an ASIN that you know, will last you for nine months, uh, like before it maybe falls off of your list. Maybe some of you out there have an ASIN that's never fallen off of your list. That has yet to happen to me. But you may also find an ASIN that's only good for nine days. And so you need to keep injecting those uh, tests into your business so that you are always, you know, you, you have things to go spend your money on, right? Well, Brian, I would add, don't just spend money. Spend money on profitable products <laughs> that have sales velocity. Yes, right. And high potential for profit, like in the low, low, yes. high model, right? Okay, great. I, I love that part. Um, and the shipping, the shipping once per week, helping to stabilize your sales. This is something that, I knew I know that I fell into as a new seller. Part of it was for me, like 
getting the proof of concept. So I went out and I bought you know, 15 or 20 items. I sent them in and then I waited. I didn't do anything else until I watched that shipment. I mean, you know, I was checking my phone all the time to see or even the, the computer to find out where did that shipment go, right? Where's my inventory? Is it available yet? Meantime, I wasn't doing any of the other parts of the business. I was just checking the status of that shipment. And then boom, sales happen. And that makes me excited. Now I can go back to sourcing. Ideally, I'm sourcing the day, the same day I send the shipment out, unless I'm working on that shipment until midnight, right? Then I'm sourcing the next day. Because again, uh, maybe a slightly discouraging piece of news is that Amazon doesn't always track your stuff that well, right? You send in a shipment. Here's a quick story. Quick story. One of my very first... Uh, well, no. He, he was a coaching client from about a year ago, I guess. His very first shipment. And he had, he had no proof of concept. He was just getting started. He had nothing to compare to. His very first shipment had... He was followed instructions great. Had like 120 items in it. All tests. Amazon lost it for weeks. And you had to wait. You got to wait like six weeks before you can reconcile the shipment, right? Imagine if I was sitting around waiting for the proof of concept in that case. Thankfully, he just, you know, he trusted us and he was like, okay, I'll, I'll come back to that one later. What am I going to do next? Right. Um, but sometimes that happens. It? It, it might be a delayed by a few days. It might be delayed by a few weeks. But by you backing up those shipments every single week, you're creating that stability in your business. Absolutely. That's why I recommend it. Okay. Excellent. And then the tr- weekly tracking of um, how much inventory, how much money you're spending on inventory so that you can intentionally increase your spending each week is how you grow the business. Uh, you, you just hit the nail on the head with that. If you're spending the same amount every week, you will plateau fairly quickly. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're looking to scale the business and grow, then you need to have an increasing spend on some frequency, right? Whether that's weekly, monthly, annually, whatever it is. Right, right. And then uh, I guess the the side comment on that is you have to have profitable ASINs to buy. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I recommend spending half your time sourcing, yep. continually sourcing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love that. You don't want to keep buying the ones that don't, that don't work, that That's don't right. pass the test, right? We want, to, we, want to, we want to buy the ones that do pass the test. All right. Well, I feel like we have covered a lot of ground today. I know you've got a couple of last minute tips here. You want to, I mean, can I pull any more out of you here? Uh, sure, sure. All right. Here's, here's some rapid fire tips. Okay. Um, one, check your account health every day. I've read that your account health score will rise by four points. For every 200 sales that you get. Is that consistent with what you've heard, Brian? Yes. Yep. I think that's right out of terms of service there for account health. Yeah. Uh, next thing, mind the components of your IPI score. That's your inventory performance indicator. Mm-hmm. So quickly address stranded inventory. Address your excess inventory. And hide the restock recommendations. I'm I love sure we these, dig into those things, but we, yeah, we could. And I'll just say this: like a lot of times, we get coaching clients who aren't brand new. Maybe they've you know they've started three six months ago, um, a year ago. We've got some folks who have been with us for I mean who have had a business for two three years before they um, join coaching ranks. And I'm amazed at how 
the the back end of Amazon is somehow uh, sometimes it's still elusive to to even veteran sellers. And these things are so important. I had one client who uh, before there was like the automatic removal of stranded inventory or unfillable inventory. He hadn't gone back in. He didn't know or didn't pay attention to the the prompts that Amazon usually gives you when you're logging into Seller Central about you know make sure you they take you to try and make your automatic re, uh, removals process to get that buttoned up. He didn't have that set, and he had stranded inventory for like nine months, and his IPI was really terrible because of that. And it really is pretty quick fix, but it is way easier to manage on a daily basis than to have to try and take big swings at it. Absolutely correct. My third tip, mm-hmm. and, and I'll, I'll add something before I say this. I am fairly detached when it comes to sourcing. I'm not married to any ASIN. I'll drop any ASIN that's not profitable and I'll go with the next profitable ASIN, whatever the case mm-hmm. it is. So don't get too excited when you find a profitable ASIN. And always remember that we are going an inch deep and a mile wide. And when you're testing, test with three to five items for the product or as much as your budget allows. Mm-hmm. Great tips, right? We're looking at this as a, as a scale and, and scope as opposed to the three or four ASINs I want to sell every month. So we care much less about what the item is as I've... Most recently, I heard Jim saying he sells a lot of hardware things. Well, we we he doesn't even know what half of them are, and that's the same thing here. Like I don't care, do the numbers work is all I really care about, right? Right. All right, and I know you've got one last tip. It may be the most important tip. Listen to this podcast. <laughs> You're going to learn at least one thing every episode that you listen to. Uh huh. Yep. Okay. Well. Uh, thanks so much for your time today, Travis. I love doing this. I could spend all night talking about what a reward it is to be able to interact with people in the community, be a coach, do this podcast, answer questions in MST. We really are blessed. You, me, Robin, and we really do enjoying it. Thanks so much for taking time out of your day uh, to come here and chat with me. This wouldn't be Coach's Corner, at least our version of Coach's Corner, Without one last thing, which is when one of your ASINs goes bad, how do you solve that problem? More ASINs. Go get more ASINs. Go wider, right? Yep. All right. Go, go get more ASINs. Yep. All right. Any last words, Travis? Uh, thank you so much, Brian, for your time and for inviting me here in Coach's Corner. And thank you, Jim Cochran, for creating all this opportunity for all of us. Love it. Love it. All right. Thanks again, Travis. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Alrighty, bye-bye. Bye. So thanks for hanging out with me on today's episode. But before I let you go, I've got a guest that I want to bring on the screen, bring on to the podcast today. Of course, I'm talking about my good friend, Mr. Jeff Schick. How are you doing today, Jeff? Doing well. How are you doing? Doing great, man. I'm blessed. Always good to hang out with you a little bit. He's got a topic for us today. But just as a reminder, Jeff is our resident go-to expert for all things Amazon legal, Amazon policy. He's helping so many students from the listener's the listening community of this podcast. So once a week or so, we love to bring him on and tell us what's hot in the world of e-commerce policy and legal. What do you got for us today, buddy? Well, you know, Christmas may be over, but toys sell year round. And so that's, of course, on a lot of sellers' minds. What we want to talk about today is policy compliance and those 
CPSC documentation requests that some sellers get. You know, what does it mean? What do you do if you get one and, and how do you handle it from there? Safety so, certificates that scare a lot of people away from toys, right? A lot of absolutely. Amazon sellers. Absolutely. And, you know, it really what it comes down to is it's a lot of it is Amazon's, you know, bad systems <laughs> of how they treat things. So for instance, you know, Amazon, when they need a safety document, now let's just take a Barbie doll. Like let's imagine that you bought this Barbie doll at Walmart, retail arbitrage, it's on the shelf, you bought it, you're going to sell it on Amazon. You go to list it and then boom, it shows up immediately, you know, or maybe not immediately, but a couple of days later, after you've sent it to FBA, you get this notice that a uh, documentation request is due. And it'll say, oh, you need to supply a CPSC certificate and test report in order to sell this product. And you have it, you're given a date, a, de- a deadline, a due date. And it'll, and, and you basically have, it'll say, you know, listing at risk of removal until then. Well, I'm here to tell you not to worry because chances are, if you're selling from a big brand and it's not, and this is a, you know, brand list, brand created listing, you know, not a multi-pack, not a bundle, you know, nothing of that sort, but, you know, you were talking about a regular branded listing, the manufacturer is probably going to take care of it. Either the manufacturer themselves or one of their authorized sellers or a wholesaler, because when you receive that notice, so does everybody else on the listing. So 50 people might have received that notice in their seller central, and two or three people may have received that notice in vendor central, telling them, and which is the brand side of Amazon, it's called vendor central, telling them they need that document. Now, here's the tricky part where I say Amazon's got bad systems. If the brand uploads it to vendor central or another seller uploads it to seller central, that listing restriction will be removed for the ASIN, but everybody else on that ASIN will still see that saying, hey, these documents are due with a due date. That's what makes everyone think that we all have to submit the certificates, but you don't. As soon as one person has for any given ASIN, it's it's done. It's green-lighted, but your warning doesn't go away. It doesn't go away until the due date. And then what happens on the due date is either one of two things. Either it will say overdue for a couple days and then it'll drop off, meaning the brand provided it or somebody else provided it and they're good. Or it'll the listing will be suppressed and it won't count against you. You won't get any sort of you know, suspension from it. You just won't be able to sell that product and you'll be able to remove the inventory, which, hey, that's a good time now. Let's sell it somewhere else. You know, eBay, Facebook Marketplace, Walmart. Those are all great sources to sell. Or that go product. get the safety certificate. <laughs> That's yeah. a bit harder. <laughs> typically, right. some, Good luck, some brands right? will give it to you, but yeah. some some won't. So I typically say it's a little bit harder. But yeah, in the case of, you know, by that due date, I'd say 90% of the cases that we work with with sellers where it comes up and it says, you know, this, you know, it's, you know, it's, this is due on March 10th. Well, March 10th rolls around and nothing happened. <laughs> it's still for sale. Yeah. Now, there are some sellers that say, hey, I don't want to deal with this. And that's totally fine. What can you do then? I mean, the easiest thing is to get rid of your inventory. So mm-hmm. if you know that you've got, you know, 23 days to sell the product, then figure out what's the velocity, how many, you know, you've got five units, it sells two units per day. How do you get in that buy box, you know, drop your price most likely and get the units out by the due date and then and then figure out if you want to replant it later. But if it's, you know, if you're willing to take the risk and, and wait it out, then other people are going to drop their price. They're going to get off the listing. And then when that due date rolls around, assuming the manufacturer or somebody else has uploaded the documents, which most of them do, because, you know, like for that Barbie product, they want it sold. They don't want the Barbie to go down. And if it goes down, Barbie's going to fix it pretty fast. So that's fantastic information because I know a lot of sellers a couple of years back got freaked out just before Christmas 
because they were seeing all these safety certificate requests for toys and they didn't know what the ramifications were if they didn't send them in. So a lot of people just got out of toys, which means there's a lot of low-hanging fruit opportunity in toys, which makes you smart for listening to this podcast and having a guy like Jeff Schick hanging out with you to tell you, hey, get back into toys. You can do this, right? Absolutely. I love it, man. That's a great tip. Is there any loose ends there? I think we just painted a pretty good picture for folks. I think we did, but hey, the beauty of the retainer is that if people have questions and they have a, they're like, hey, what about this scenario? Our team, we handle this day in and day out. So you can run it by me and I can give you specific advice on what you need to do. So absolutely get over to jeffschick.com. He's the guy that we have on retainer. It's still just under $90 a month. Is that still your price? It's still our price, although we are going up to $99.99 soon. So we, uh, okay, yeah. So if you're hearing this, don't wait. And if the price has already gone up, it's worth five times that to have a guy on your team. You can call anytime, text anytime to help you with these legal questions, any challenges you run into. He's a man who's an Amazon seller himself. His team is growing. He's serving this community with excellence. JeffShick.com. Thanks for sponsoring this group, buddy. And we'll talk to you again next week, okay? You appreciate it. All right, talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.